11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Reminder coming up later on today in the show, Nate Taylor from The Athletic in studio for his weekly appearance. A lot to get into the fallout from the Chiefs' loss to Cincinnati. His thoughts on Justin Reed, who sent out a tweet this morning. We'll get back into Justin Reed's tweet. Uh, who kind of can't can't help himself right now, it feels like, with some of the, the trash talk and willing to ex- maybe accept a little bit publicly uh, that you know the, the Cincinnati Bengals got the better of them, to say the least, on Sunday afternoon. Also, don't forget, a week from today, out at Jefferson's in North Kansas City is the Cody and Gold Toy Drive. Jefferson's North KC, benefiting the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City. We'll be having some great food, some great drinks, hanging out. We'll be dressed as Santa throughout the night. And, of course, we're trying to help out families here in Kansas City. We ask you to bring a new unwrapped toy or toys to the event. Appreciate everybody last year uh, that that helped support it, and that's why we're doing it here for a second year. So next Tuesday night, starting at 4 o'clock, Jefferson's in North KC. Are we going to get a fake beard this year? No beard Santa last year. Look, we can't. We My make daughter decisions. specifically asks is why. We make she, decisions. We can do these little two dollar bets in between the show, or we can use that money, Cody, to actually buy the beard. You know, you make this. You, no, you the decide, bets man. are between us, just people. You know? It has nothing to do with our show funds. I don't know. I think it's show fund related. Let's make another bet. Let's let's bet two dollars. Okay. The next person who walks by the window. <laughs> Come on. The what next did, person that walks. What by color the, their shirt is? Do you remember what color shirt Specs wearing? Because I don't. Uh, I think I do actually. Well, then you got a pretty good chance. He never really comes this way, though. Does anybody care? (laughs) What do you mean? You. Does anybody care? Who walks by the window? Look, and the cameras can see it now. So if you're watching on the live stream, you can actually wait for the moment. I mean, I, I, yeah, and it's a small group. All right, fine. We'll look for a different bet. Yeah, let's, let's definitely look for a different bet. You're wearing your Colorado hoodie today. I am. Supporting my guy, Dion. Get 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 start sending writing the checks, man. Start donating some money to that program. They I didn't go to the school. NIL my grandpa did. He well, can write the check. For one sec, you got to go all in, man. You can't just be like, well, I'm kind of. I got to start donating. Well, you got to go all into the fact that like you can't. When I you said, yeah, I'm here to support Prime, and then I said, mm-hmm. support your school, and you said it's not my school. You got to pick. Is no, it your I just school I meant I meant school? like I didn't go to it. So normally, mm-hmm. you know, like you can normally always get yes, a alumni. Cody can get a master's. My my grandpa and my uncle and my aunt all went there. Okay. I just didn't oh, personally go fair to Colorado. Enough. Okay. Okay. I did apply and was accepted, but I didn't go. Oh, Boulder would have been fun, man. Well, Boulder would have been a ton of fun. Made some other decisions we, in my life. We Somehow were, got stuck here. We were talking about the potential draft for other uh, other teams during Nick's notes and just what area the Chiefs could attack and all that. And I think we all agree it'll be kind of a similar situation. That's because they're in a similar spot with this offensive tackle group. Left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., and then right tackle. They've never really had a long-term solution there anyway. It's been Andrew Wiley, and he continues to just hold on to the to the job. And thinking of Nate Taylor, we had we did have him in studio last week. And the more and more you, you think about where the Chiefs are slated to the draft, which right now is 29th, you look at other areas they might have to address as well. You can see a scenario absolutely where maybe not to the contract that he wanted, but that Orlando Brown Jr. in some form is back, whether it's tagging him again or it's a new contract. I don't think it I'm, is. It is definitely not a 0% chance. I, I think it is a coin flip again. I think we're back to this coin flip scenario with him long-term in Kansas City. And it's not because I think he's playing great. That is not it. It's just that... <laughs> It is awfully tough to go out and find even middle-of-the-road tackle play. I know, but this is like, and I know quarterback, teams run into this with quarterback. Take a valuable lesson and walk. You dodged a bullet. You you did. You offered him a whole bunch of money, and he said, screw you, I want more. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not how it went. The conversation was relatively friendly, at least publicly. But 
He said, no, I want more money. I can make more money than that. You dodged it. Sure. Pro football focus has ranked how many pressures allowed by offensive tackles this year. Orlando Brown has led up the most pressures in the entire NFL at tackle. Andrew Wiley is second, by the way, which means that's not great from their two tackles that they are number one and number two in the NFL and pressures allowed according to pro football focus. But I mean, I am worried. I don't think you're crazy, but I'm worried that they're going to do the same thing you're talking about now, which is, I mean, boy, we could do a whole lot worse. And I'm I like, can but, but, I can, but I get it, but that's the thing. Can you? Yes. Can you, are we sure he's allowing more pressures than any offensive attack on the NFL? So is Andrew Wiley, but Andrew Wiley doesn't cost any money. Right. He doesn't cost a hundred million dollars. He doesn't cost $150 million. Andrew Wiley's available up the second most pressures in the NFL for like $3 million. Are you sure that if you're going to have a tackle who's giving up the most pressures in the NFL, you shouldn't just have a cheap one and take the good with the bad? Because the good is cheap. The bad is they give up pressures, but at least they're cheap. Right now, what's the redeeming Orlando Brown quality? That he's mediocre? That's the best thing we can say about him? Is that he's, they're in a he's bad not spot, cheap. Cody. He's not, they're, they're, you know. in a, they're in a bad spot on the offensive line with the tackles. It's plain and simple. Because I, 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 can, I can understand their thought process for having him on this team as their starting left tackle again next season. Because they don't want to deal with it. I think there's there's a lot of reasons to do it. I'm not disagreeing with you about the play. I, last year, the one thing, at least with Orlando Brown Jr., oh, he got better as the season went on. And so you said, okay, if he can parlay that into the start of this season, then all right, we'll see about, a, we'll see about uh, giving him the type of money he's wanting. Well, that, that type of money he wanted is still not going to happen. I'm not worried about that. The Chiefs weren't willing to give it a year ago. And no one else is going not to gonna, right so, now. Not so he's, not, he's still not going to get the number that he wants. But I don't think it's unheard of that the Chiefs send a long-term offer, long-term extension offer again. Now, I think what I would do, honestly, is I would tag him again, and he's gonna, he would play on it. He could get all upset he wants. He would play on it. He's not going to sit out again. Or, or not going to, same scenario as last year. He not missed sit part out. of he, I think it's the 20, early part. And 22 the, million, $23 million yeah. for one more year. Drag it out a little bit longer. Because the, the challenge is just that where they draft, unless they're going to give up significant draft capital to move up, and that's probably that top 15 range, we just know more than ever, really, that the offensive lineman talent, elite talent, as that you're going to go spend a top 10, top 15 pick on, it's just, it's not, it's, it's most not likely you, to be you, in the top 15. Yeah. It's not that they never get found at 30, like, TJ Watt at defensive end, but it is a rare case in which it's found. And if you are a guy on the open market, we know the challenge of like what that's going to cost you to go find yeah, even a but, middle of the road guy on the open market. Okay, that's but I, I might take my chances with a different this player. Go, this is going to see, and this is where like, that's this the is thing. The whole, like, well, because he's not. The grass is always greener. Yeah, yeah understandably. Yeah, but right that. now they're getting bad. Like before they had been getting pretty mediocre play out of Orlando Brown Jr. or above average play or average play or whatever. As of right I now, still they're getting... I still think it's average play. Okay, but like, and you're right. Like, what's it going to cost in the open market to sign a left tackle? And That's the answer average. is about what, but you know, and I get it. You're saying, hey, you're going to pay one average offensive lineman. Why not just pay the one you already have? Like, I, I because I don't know, scheme or system or this is why I would tag them because or I, those things because I'm not comfortable necessarily doing the extension either. Look, this is I don't why think I, I panic them. about a tag that you can live that way. You can live with another deal with Orlando Brown Jr. And then he walks you buy your time, like you said, to try to bring somebody else in the office and try to make it work and then go from yeah. there. But it's like at least you're stuck one way or the other. Uh, report yeah. out of the NFL, by the way, Ian Rappaport reporting that the Titans are firing general manager John Robinson. Yeah, I wonder if there's more to this story here. Will be interesting because we know this is a team that has consistently won that division. Was the one seed? Uh, maybe you know we know Getting that division we, right now. We right? know AJ Brown ended up in Philadelphia with the trade. 
Um, but overall, I think last year, weren't we? Wasn't everybody just praising John Robinson last year? They had, I think, it was a record amount of players tra- transactions yeah. because of the, so many injuries. Everybody's like, man, they were the one seed, and they had all these these roster moves that they had to make in order to just keep the roster afloat due to injuries. And everybody was praising their GM, John Robinson. So I will see Cody if more uh, details come out. Was there disagreements? Was there is there something off the field? Who knows? That's kind of surprising for sure. Uh, yeah, Titans. Let's be something else going on, right? Like, he hasn't done a fireable job there, I don't yeah. think. Do I need to get the reckless speculation sound ready, Cody? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Do you yeah. think he got a DUI? Well, they kept they kept their no, offensive see, coordinator. Todd Downing still has his job, yeah, so it's all. clearly not that. I think he told them he doesn't want Ryan Tannehill anymore, and they're like, that's our guy. The owner was like, never. I would never let Ryan Tannehill go. He's a Titans hero. That's what he said. That's to how fire him also in season. Like, there's a, it's not even just that. Well, like in, in the Ballard season. case, it made sense, right? They've they've taken a third quarterback at a time. Well, they didn't fire Ballard. They fired Frank Wright. They never Ballard. Oh yeah, sorry. That so, was a co- coach firing in season happens all the time. GM in season. That's why you wonder if there's more to the story. It's kind of weird. I thought last year everybody seriously last year people were praising him. That's weird. Like, I'd like to have a longer conversation about this right now, but I don't have a longer point on it because I'm confused <laughs> about why John Robinson. Maybe A.J. Brown, after the game, told the Titans owner that he would have stayed in Tennessee if it weren't for the GM sucking. What they, you know what it is? That's actually the, the theory that is they were so embarrassed by how badly A.J. Brown beat their ass on Sunday. They're like, I can't believe you traded that guy away. He just kicked our ass. You're out of here. Get out of here. Why did you trade him away? Wait a minute. He's so good. Wait a minute. He's good still? Why didn't you tell us he was good when you said you were going to trade him? We should have been warned about this. Hmm. I mean, he did have like two touchdowns and like 130 yards in that game on Sunday, What did they they? get for him? Uh, I don't remember. Not enough, probably. (laughs) Whatever it was, it wasn't enough. I would safely say that. Well, they're a win away from winning the division. Oh, Traylon Burks. They got the first-round pick that they used to get Traylon Burks. They're they're a win away from winning the division again. They won the division last year. They won the division the year before that. So they've won the division three years in a row. He hired a very capable, smart head coach, we all think, in Mike Vrabel. That's weird. Again, that's why I just wonder if there's a little bit more. By the way, uh, Vrabel loses his job because a new GM wants his guy. Vrabel will have no shortage of suitors. Yeah, the only thing that makes sometimes it, new GMs, you know how it is. New sure. GMs like they their, their guy. guy. Yeah, that happens all the time. But that—that's just uh, hmm. did not expect that. He has finished second, or as a general manager, he is. I mean, they pretty no, much that, are in first or second in that division every single year. They've been a playoff team. They haven't won less than nine that's games what, since 2016. Cody, that's why I'm like, I, I'm not going to go full reckless speculation on like exactly. You think what, something's like, going on? I think there has to be something either legitimate disagreements inside that building or something happened off the field. I mean, that, it makes no sense why they would have fired him. And in, in, like, even if at the end of the season, if they made a change, we'd be surprised. But uh, what are you doing it on December 6th? What's like, what's the need? Your team's in first place. You're going to go to the playoffs. Why are you firing him December 6th? That, that For, doesn't yeah. make, Have you ever that, seen that? Have sense. you ever seen an NFL team fire their GM in Three a season times. when they have a winning record, when they've got a sustained period of success and... There's no, like, obvious, there's nothing obvious going wrong. Literally, the only thing that stands out is A.J. Brown, the guy they just traded, kicked their ass. It's the only thing where you're like, well, I guess that was kind of embarrassing. That's the only embarrassing thing that I can think that's happened in the last three years for the Titans. I mean, if that's They've been to an AFC title game. 
in the last three years. They've won three straight divisions. I know that's the fun, like, quick social media, like, take is, oh, well, you trade A.J. Brown, and then he does that to you. You deserve to be fired. Like, no, you. that's not how no, that that's, works. No, I don't think you know that's what how I mean? that works. Like, that's not how that works. Just, like, that trades like this do happen quite a bit. They they felt like they didn't, you know, they they didn't want to retain A.J. Brown. You can, you can say it was a bad uh, decision, but firing the GM on December the 9th or 6th doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, maybe you take Titans even less serious now moving forward. I feel like no, you're I mean, in disarray yeah. when you just start firing general managers in the middle of the season. I know they'll still have their coach and their quarterback and some of the things in place, but just bizarre. So weird. Yeah, Titans firing their general manager, John Robinson, <laughs> seemingly out of nowhere. We'll get to the trash of the day in about six minutes or so. And uh, if you're watching on the video stream, you can see Carrington dancing behind me. What's up, Cedar? Good to see you, man. Uh, you guys are playing. Who are you? Wake Forest. That's right. Wake Forest in the uh, in the bowl game. That's right. I forgot. Wake Forest, I think it was. But um, uh, let's talk some college football, shall we? Because I think if you look at the Big 12 picture now, with Oklahoma and Texas out the door, why, why, is, why couldn't K-State be the brand in the Big 12 for football? Who, who has had more sustained success once Oklahoma and Texas are out? Well, TCU's in the, They're in the college co- football just, playoff again. Right. Can they continue? Can well, they Big 12 continue? doesn't have a single college football playoff win. Don't they need – if they take well, one, they, aren't they, they in the face? They beat Michigan, right? Still one year of Sunny Dykes. What's up, C Dot? Oh, your mic's not on. There oh, you go. I thought I I was I made all the motions to Nick to turn the microphone. Oh, you're blaming on Nick. He, he didn't. I looked at him and I said, "You got it." He gave me the thumbs up. I've seen Cody every day for maybe three, four years. Uh huh. I've never seen Cody wear Colorado. <laughs> well, Alex has noticed this hoodie many never, times. I've never seen him have many times Colorado gear before. They finally hot now. They got a little bit of a buzz. Coach Coach Dion Sanders is in the building. Yeah. When, did you Are you kidding me? I used to no. I've had this. I've he had actually, this hoodie for so ten years. Hit, probably he had some family. I used members. to watch Cordell Stewart. He Come had on, some family members that went to Colorado. Now he doesn't. He, it's been like months since you've worn that, but yeah, you have worn it. I've you have seen, worn it before, though. I've yeah. never seen. He has this worn it before. before. This is crazy. Worn it for me. years. I mean, you look at that hoodie. That's old. That's not. That's not look a new at hoodie. This thing. It's look seen some it. use. Yeah, that's not a brand new hoodie. That's you vintage, guys, though. you can you can easily go to the store and buy some vintage. You guys grew up on MU in Kansas. Growing up, because my family, I watched Colorado basketball and Colorado football. Okay, I'm just, I'm just pointing out everybody has like a rotation of clothes. Like, oh, I've seen you wear that before. I've never seen you wear that sweater until just now. Alex has. Maybe you haven't. It's like it's a once or twice a year. We're gonna be seeing that. Sweater. Be seeing yeah, that now, now, now. you're gonna wear it all the time. It's vintage, so I can't be breaking it out all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like 15 years old. You think I can wear it like three I, times a week? I told it him wouldn't he should, last. You better be ponying up some season ticket money. You better start buying season tickets and start driving out to Boulder every couple weekends, man. You better they donate play, to uh, that to that play, collective. You gotta yeah. donate to the. They NIL don't have that Dion money yet. They can't even pay him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they about to have it courtesy of you. You about to help donate to the pot? How much do they honestly? He's paying me. <laughs> they got TCU and Nebraska to open up their season next year. That'll be fun. Very be very fun. Colorado does. Be very I'll be fun. taking the under on their win total because there's way too much hype going in no, that they're not like I think he's gonna have a mince well, amount of definitely gonna be there. better. Oh, well, not gonna be worse than they're not going one eleven. Yeah, I think we, it'd yeah. be tough to be worse if you're it's Colorado. Just, uh, but no, I didn't I didn't want to interrupt you guys' show. I'm sure you you were talking about can K State if K-State is the brand in your conference, how strong is your conference is the question I'd be having. But you know, know what? Let's celebrate. Do you, do you disagree, though? Like, that if Once Oklahoma and Texas are gone, give me an argument on why they're not one of those 
premier brand. Like, why aren't? I mean, you can. You're right. They're like, the most consistent winner in this conference remaining. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I think we're talking about how good is your program versus how good is your brand. Who do you? Who do you like? How about does, this? Does anybody outside of the nine one three or seven eight five cheer for K State? Who would you? No, want? that's why your point about is it a problem for the conference? I agree with you, but I think it's like somewhat reality. If if Oklahoma and Texas are gone, which they are. And unless Cincinnati has, you know, is, now they lost their coach. We'll see what Cincinnati is doing. That's the thing. It's like, who would you want it to be? Because that's the problem. Like, if you ask the Big 12, like, hey, who would you that's want to be the issue, best man. team in your conference? Who would you want to be the bell cow of your – there's not a very clear answer, even if you were giving them the choice. No, I guess the point – You're going to be I, like, Oklahoma State, we, we hope it's them? Like, Yeah, the, the point I'm making is being the best team and being the brand to me are two different things. Like I, I think Alabama is still the brand of the SEC, even though Georgia has emerged as the best team. But Georgia's a sure. national brand to this. No yeah, and USC and UCLA so then, were the brands of the Pac-12, and they're walking out. So who and Texas th- and Oklahoma were the Big 12, and they're leaving. So with Oklahoma and Texas gone, who do you think is I don't it? think they have one. Okay, that's a problem. I think right? it's K-State. Or, you know, I think like, either way, it's a, a potential problem from the national landscape, which is what you're talking about from a branding standpoint. Like, I think, yeah, that's that's problematic. It's not TCU just because they're in the college football playoff one year. What's kind of wild, though, is between TCU and K-State, there still sees, like, all going back to this whole thing. Like, because really we're having this conversation is in, like, what the hell does the Big 12 do? Are they going to live? When this all shakes out, when we get to four conferences or three conferences, are they going to live? They still get double the television ratings of the Pac-12. So whether we think K-State and TCU have a brand, they got twice the brand the Pac-12 does, at least come to their conference title game. Four million people watched that. Eight watched K-State and TCU. So there's still more juice, in my opinion. 100%. Of those. And, and they had one of their big brands. It wasn't like Texas and Oklahoma played in the Big 12 title yeah, game. I mean, uh, it's the two teams we're talking about right now. It was K-State and TCU. Yeah, the Big 12 had the third most viewership for the for Behind the ones you'd expect. Big yeah. 10 and... Georgia and LSU had 10.8 million watching Michigan, Purdue, 10.7 K state TCU, 9.4. And then the huge drop off Friday night, PAC 12 game, Utah, USC only had 5.9 million, but they had one of their brands. They had a Heisman trophy candidate. They're still getting half the viewership. I mean, to I think me, it's big... not a problem that K state is the biggest brand in the big 12, because eventually they're going to try to get absorbed by one of the big boys. Anyway, a, a big reason of why I just, a big reason of why USC, I think is probably leaving is, there's just not a lot of interest in that part of the country for college football where the interest in college athletics in the Midwest is still really, really strong. That's why if you ask me, like, is there going to be a brand in the Big 12? I just would say no. I would say the brand is the region of the country that outside of the southeast part of the country, this is probably where college athletics probably matters the most. Iowa State's still incredibly relevant. K-State's still incredibly irrelevant. TCU, Texas Tech. I think those schools as a collective still, the brand of Midwestern core value still matters. But if you're telling me the Ohio State has Michigan and Ohio no, State. Well, nobody's, Patrick, I don't think I know, anybody, but I'm saying, yeah. is, I'm, saying is, yeah. if, I'm saying if that's the top of what we're talking about, brands, flagships for a conference, and then you're telling me that moving forward for two conferences, Washington could be one of them and K-State could be the other brand that you just don't really have a you – you well, don't have, the don't have like, one of but those. But like the Big Ten has three brands, yeah. the SEC has 14, and the ACC's got one. Who's the three you think for the for the Big Ten? Michigan, Ohio State, and I guess Michigan State? I don't know yeah, I'd argue Penn State is still a brand. I mean, Happy Valley, when, whenever they do that night game and it's at Happy Valley and it's 100,000 people there, that's a brand. I, I guess I would just say, like, well, K-State's a strong brand. But what, 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 ran, what, what yeah. rank of brand do you think K-State is in the SEC? 
Is it is is K is K State a stronger brand than Tennessee? Yeah, but I think no. K State can no. no, but I think K State can grow. Yeah. Tennessee's yeah. probably sixth or seventh right. in the SEC. But because K State can become the team everyone looks to in the Big Twelve, you can surpass teams to me like Penn State. Mm. You can't pass SEC schools, but you can put mm. yourself as people want to go watch when K State's playing a big game if you become the Big Twelve team. But it's kind of on them to do it. I think it's like the first team to win a college football playoff game at this point. TCU finds their way in a national title game. They can pretty surely put themselves think, further up that list. I think this whole conversation we're having is, though, is why conference realignment is is a problem for the Big 12 and why it all exists. Because I don't disagree with what you're saying about certainly comparing the Big 10 and the SEC to the Big 12. I mean, that is, that is the biggest reason why we think we're headed to two super conferences or, or three super conferences. Thanks to CDOT for, for, for coming in studio. Did not, did not expect CDOT to stop by. I enjoyed. I enjoyed I that. To see a Colorado sweater. Yeah, well, that's, that's well. We were talking about it yesterday. I told him I'd wear my Colorado sweater. By the way, the Titans have now released a statement about John okay. Robinson. Yeah, and it was. It reminded me they just gave him an extension this year. So there's clearly there's some, something that happened. It's not something just because he traded AJ Brown. There's there's <laughs> something happened. Something happened. It'll come out eventually. This stuff always does. We might even know by later today. Like this stuff always comes out. We'll find out. Somebody will dig NFL into their sources. and I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Like, I understand. Like, when we're talking about branding with K-State, I understand that there's still a certain level gold like we've talked about. But they can still, like, it can be a really good thing for K-State. Because there's something to being the premier brand in your conference. And K-State's going to be in that conversation. KU hasn't been nearly, like, they were bad for too long to be a part of this conversation at the moment. So then it's just stuck around these other schools, and K-State's been the most consistent winner. That's that's very simply it. All right, let's get to a quick trash of the day. Trash of the day. We get back into some Chiefs football coming up during the Chiefs' red half hour. Uh, we all on the show, Nick flies more than any of us on this show. He was out, I think you flew this past weekend, as a matter of fact. Surprised you're not flying to Denver to watch the, the Chiefs and, well, against your other favorite team in the NFL since you, you watch the Broncos and go near, you're near their stadium more than any near of us. Near their stadium. I don't, I don't think I watch them more than anybody else. I bring this up, though, because we know that in the United States that you're supposed to have your phone on airplane mode, but you can't make the phone calls anyway and all that kind of stuff. Well, in the European Union, you will soon be able to use your phones fully in the sky, they they ruled that you can do 5G technology on board planes alongside slower mobile data, which means that if you're over there, you'll no longer be required to put your phone on airplane mode and you could actually make a phone call theoretically. This sounds terrible. Can you imagine on a two and a half, three hour flight, someone will have their Bluetooth in and they will just be on the phone with their spouse for the whole damn flight and won't shut up? It'd be awful. This sounds like a nightmare. You think the crying baby's a problem on a flight? The loud mouth behind you that can't keep their mouth shut telling your whole life story to the entire airplane with 20 other people right in that But at least they're talking. not talking to you. Oh, oh it's Because terrible. here's the thing. If they got their phone and they got full access to everything, that probably means they're not bothering you. If they're not on the phone, if they're not on a phone call, I'm but with you. if they're you. on a phone call, I don't care. You know oh, why? Dude. Because I don't fly without noise-canceling headphones. Oh, that's I'm here to shut out all this audio anyway. Nick, you fly a lot. I know you must uh, own a pair of noise-canceling oh, headphones. Oh, yeah, and I, yeah, and they're on before I even get on the plane. So, I like, to me, this isn't a problem. I At least this avoids, the, like, yeah. this avoids the tap on the shoulder, like, hey, what's going on? Or for a second, if they come off and they try to have a conversation about something you're doing or watching or existing, 
You avoid all of that if they've got other things to entertain themselves with. Let them have their phone. I don't care. I mean, because I'm I, just going to drown it out with headphones anyway. I think it would be terrible. Now, the you know, we talk about people watching. Oh, some of the conversations you would overhear would probably be absolutely epic. Ep- epic oh, content. Yeah. What do you think they're going to be talking people about? Are just like, if you're desperate enough to talk to someone on the phone, yeah, I just think Nick, lots. there will be marital problems. There will, will yeah, come up there next will be people. I can just imagine, like it's someone that they're they were in an argument before they headed to the airport with their spouse, and for three hours on the plane they're trying to resolve it and they're yelling at each other on the you're phone. You're flying back from terrible. Vegas at 8 a.m. on a Monday morning. Some guy's talking uh, to his. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see the big deal. Real? Oh. I told you I don't care. I'll just put on headphones. No, yeah. How is it any different than being in any other public setting and hearing people talking on the phone? Because, Nick, if I'm at... Give me another public setting. Give me Just give me a scenario real quick. At, the, at the airport. How if about I'm at, at the, the airport? I don't know about you, but I'm not usually sitting there for four hours within... The guy's right Six next inches. to you. Six inches. Yeah, like, that's the issue. Like, you, it's proximity. It's like you with the shoes, dude, in the shorts. It's a proximity thing. There's courtesy things that we don't do on airplanes due to the proximity. That's it. I don't get I think how that you can be on this. You guys can be on this what? train, but you don't care about people wearing shorts or sit flip flops. <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. I told you I wear I wear closed toed shoes. Well, yeah, thank goodness. On That's, airplanes, yeah, don't wear the sand. But the shorts no. thing, it's just like I don't know, man. It's like. If Why I'm, are you so grossed out by the lower part of someone's leg? If I'm heading it's to the upper part of their leg, dog. If I'm <laughs> heading to a beach destination or I'm heading to Vegas in August, where as soon as I get off that plane and I go through the t- the tarmac area or whatever, no, you put your sandals on when you get to the I'm a, the, the, no, the I'm destination. I'm a, no, I'm I'm totally anti sandal on the airplane. I'm talking about shorts. If it's going to be 105 in Vegas when I land in August, well, I'm not the, wearing jeans, well, man. What's the inseam? Okay, are we talking? Oh, are we talking seven inch? Because that's too short. <laughs> well, I don't wear I don't wear shorts that go up that high to begin with. If that's a dress. There are some people who I know do. That, I know. Dusty Likens. I think he, he rocks a seven. He's flying back from Vegas today. I think. I think he rocks a seven inch inseam. Hmm. If it's getting uncomfortably close to your pelvis, <laughs> oh god, you know, just don't look. You got the noise canceling headphones on. Close your eyes. Oh, so then why not? So if that you, I could apply that same theory to someone being nude next to me. Just don't look. <laughs> just don't look at him. Their wangs out, but just don't look. <laughs> but then you know that that's much further than just here's a little upper thigh. That's the trash of the day. Again, it's not something that's happening in the U.S. anyway. It's something that's going to happen over in Europe. Uh, at some point in time, and maybe it will hear as well. Up next, it's the Chiefs' red half hour, something that still will happen for this football team. Next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Chiefs Red Half Hour. It is brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Nate Taylor from The Athletic going to join us in studio coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. It's also a uh, Tuesday, which means what's your fantasy in the 1 o'clock hour? Fancy football questions. Some of you probably next week or the week after. Your fancy football playoffs going to start up, obviously, with 18 weeks. Everybody's kind of changed their playoff format a little bit. But still, we'll get to your fancy football questions uh, and all that as well. Keep an eye on the, on the World Cup. Looks like we got PKs coming between uh, Spain and Morocco after 123 minutes, man. So they're in the round of 16. But PKs Is it love the, the drama. most exciting 
overtime thing in yes. any sport? Yes. PKs? Yes. What about in hockey when they do shootout? shootout? Same shootout. concept. Yeah, those are the two. Skates. Both. Except. <laughs> no, PKs. The drama yeah. on a PK, man. And this is why if you're Morocco, it's like unbelievable change. Like, you you may, you you were packing it in in the final I don't know thirty minutes or so of that match and and it's World yeah, Cup versus like NHL you know sure. like I mean, it's just like a U.S. thing so like every you know we're just involving more people I think World Cup PKs is like the peak of overtime game ending stuff all right let's talk some Chiefs football here and I I think despite the loss on Sunday to Cincinnati like the Chiefs are still getting the one seed the Chiefs are still going to end up getting the one seed, despite all the the things that they have to correct if they're going to. You sound finally very be, not just confident yeah, about that. You sound yeah. very confident, which means you yeah. think the Bills are losing. Yeah, I do. I look I look at the schedule for both teams, and I don't suddenly because the Chiefs lost to Cincinnati. That that is a problem in the playoffs. That's a problem against Cincinnati again. I don't suddenly think the Chiefs are this have all these flaws out of nowhere because they lost to Cincinnati. I think we saw once again when they match up with Cincinnati, as we discussed all throughout the show yesterday the same type of issues that have come up in particular, they have not been able to have an answer with their defense against the playmakers for Cincy. And, and I think they keep making unique, mistakes and, yeah, and they're, they're teams get you. So that that's why I'm also confident that you're not trying to beat out Cincinnati for the one seed right now, unless you think Cincy's running the table or something like that. And you're going to drop a game. It's about Buffalo. And I, I take a look at the scenarios. We know Kansas city has Denver twice on their schedule. Thank goodness. Houston, Seattle's the toughest game remaining, and that's at home. And then the last week of the season, if, if that's a meaningful game, it is going to be at Las Vegas, and maybe they're playing for a playoff spot. We'll see. It could come down to that game. Then I look at Buffalo, who's, of course, the one seed right now because of the tiebreaker. They have the Jets. They have the Dolphins, Chicago, Cincy on the road, and then New England. Other than the Chicago game, you could make a, th- a case. Like, if I told you they lost any of those, you would say, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I could at least envision it. I looked at some of the look-ahead lines. Where does Vegas project spreads? And as we know, being a favorite doesn't guarantee you anything. The Chiefs were two-and-a-half-point favorites against Cincy, and they lost outright. But the Chiefs are eight to double-digit favorites in every game the rest of the way. The look-ahead lines. That's not the case for Buffalo. They're, Buffalo this week against the Jets are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, but they're but, only a three-point favorite against Cincinnati, which means it's a little bit closer. Yeah. I think it's it's hard if you lay out Buffalo. Like I can I can envision a way in which they went out. Because all three of those divisional games we're talking about talk about favorable scheduling or at home. So they play the Patriots, the Jets, and Miami. And they have all three of those teams at home to finish up the season. But they still have to go on the road to Cincinnati amongst three very important division games. And the truth is, they're back still at the point where they have to fight for their division. Kansas City can win their division this week. And if they don't win it this week, they'll win it next. If they simply win and the Chargers lose to Miami then they've won the AFC West, and that part of their journey is over. Now, going all the way back to the original conversation, I still think it takes 14 wins to get the one seat. Which is I why don't, the Chiefs need Chiefs to win out. Chiefs have to win yeah, out yeah. in order to get it. I mean, it's, yeah, if, if that's I not the case, I don't think if they lose asking, one more, they're not winning it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine. Because Buffalo's not losing two. They're too good of a team. They're not losing two times with that schedule. I don't think so. I, their schedule doesn't make it impossible for that to happen. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, if you're... If you're betting on what has to happen, I think the Chiefs have to win out. But I will say, I, it's it's not a zero percent. It's certainly not a zero percent chance. Like there is a weird theor- scenario because of the schedule difficulty for Buffalo, where you could you could you could come up with it and it wouldn't sound all that crazy. But I know. Yes. But in that case, they're losing to Cincinnati, most likely a team that also has well, the tiebreaker against. There's only Buffalo one game behind. Lose, I think they could lose to Miami, and it wouldn't surprise me if they slipped up against Cincinnati as well. So yeah, but I'm two. saying, like in the situation they lose to Cincinnati, wins. 
the Chiefs are losing, that's then they're tied with Cincinnati. That's you know what I'm Cincinnati saying? wins out, too. Sure, sure. Like, and the Bengals have the fifth hardest remaining yeah, strength of schedule, it, so I'm not saying that they can't also lose games. Since he has Cleveland, Tampa, New England, Buffalo, and Baltimore. We just don't know about Baltimore right now because they're the other team that's sitting can't there with the three. tell you what that game looks like. We don't know. You know, I know uh, Harbaugh's comments yesterday were that uh, he's not out for the year. It's not even out of the question that he couldn't play this Sunday. So they don't think it's uh, that uh, detrimental to where he's going to miss, you know, five games or something like that. But maybe he misses against Pittsburgh and then he's back for their their home uh, game. I, I also think they're getting the one seed. I just think that they're going to end up hitting a favorable sk- schedule patch. If Denver, what had been promised, this is probably a very different conversation. If Denver well, was the chosen yeah. child that was promised before the season and they were a high-level competitive team and they were second in the division right now and they were a real threat to you, we would be having a very different conversation, but they are one of the worst teams in the entire NFL this year. They're bad. They can't score. I understand that they're not a complete disaster from every perspective because, well, they still have a good defense, but they straight up can't score, and they're going to be going up against the NFL's top offense. So it's just hard to imagine they lose either of those games. Okay, so those are a lock. The Seattle game, even if you wanted to say, hey, Geno plays well, gets him in trouble, we go down this road, it'll be a tough game. But because it's at home, you start thinking, yeah, that's a win too. And it's just like when you start playing it game by game, it's much easier to see a loss for Buffalo versus see any loss for Kansas City. It's why I – and the one seed is valuable. It's weird is I still kind of hoping that we're doing this show 10 years from now because I do think I'd be interested in having the conversation 10 years from now of – when the statistics play out, how valuable is it? Because oh, I've yeah, told yeah, yeah. you part of the value that was held from previously having a buy is because multiple teams had a buy. So two teams had a buy, had a chance to play a couple of games that, you know, had a chance to not play one game, only to play one game at home before getting to an AFC title game. So to this point, there was a higher percentage of bye week teams who got to and won a Super Bowl than in the first few years we're seeing here. Yeah, you, we've talked about this. But for it's time. way it's, too small. It's yeah, way too small way, right now to know Way that. too small. And, like, I always will just be like, you know, I, 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 have to win, I only have to win two games to get to the Super Bowl versus three. Like, I'll always take that. I will always take that scenario no matter what. I get, you know, I, but because of the expanded, but because of the expanded playoffs, you know, the seventh team is kind of a bye, dude. I mean, look, it's the Jets right now. The Chiefs aren't. That's not yeah, a Yeah, but it's still the injury it's risk not, of an extra game. game. There's just there's so many things that can happen. You're right. It's like Steelers a buy. Steelers the year before. It's, it's, like, it's, not, it's, it's like not a, a buy, real game. It's an know? extra game to where your guy twists an ankle. Your guy pulls a hamstring in that game that wouldn't have happened. Like There's things it's like risk. that. It yeah. comes with risk. There's That's no odd. doubt. I, I can't deny that. It's not that you would never choose the buy. You would choose it. But I, don't, I really don't think at the end of a decade that we're going to think of it as the same statistical advantage that it once was. I just think at the end... We still won't see 50% of every Super Bowl represented by the teams who were in a bye. Before, it was a rare case that a team who played on Wild Card Weekend made a Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to be all that rare going forward because all it takes is one slip up. Yeah, you got a bye, but it only takes one team to get knocked out and for there to be a slip up. Gold is really locked into these PKs. Well, Spain sure screwed. seems like Morocco is uh, Morocco is up two goals to none on on Spain in PKs here to move out of the round of 16. Spain's missed two PKs. Morocco's made two. I mean, they're, yeah, they're in big trouble. I like that. It's just guessing. Like he's just dancing around going back and <laughs> forth. And then he just throws his body a general direction and hopes to stop it. It's just a prayer. 
Well, good news, Gold. Nick's After not happy. This he, kick. Picked, he picked Spain. Uh, to, Nick, did to, you have Spain? Did you bet some money Spain. on Spain? Spain was he didn't bet money, but that was no, our in-house. Thing, and the thing we our in-house deal. Oh. I had Germany, so they're out too. But that's why Nick, I don't think, is as enthused with this result as we. I are. don't even have the game on in here, so I don't care. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Sorry too to bring cool it up. To, too cool to care. Sorry to bring too it cool up. Too cool to care about. Yeah. The World Cup. The coolest thing you can do is not care about something. That's what Justin Reed should have done. He oh. should have just said, I don't care. He's, he shouldn't have tweeted out. Caring today. is not cool. Has, is the tweet still up? Do we know? He hasn't deleted it? What was the over-under you guys right said? Two o'clock. Into the show. What if he deleted uh, it during practice? Looks like it's still there. Justin Reed tweeted out this morning. Unpopular opinion. We lost, but I was still right. Cry about it. I've Tuna decided that we in should, a can. I thought that we should do a lot more $2 bets on the show. This is the very first one. Nick and I have a $2 bet on whether or not that tweet will be deleted. We got to By win. Two o'clock. I got two hours and 15 minutes. You're done. I'm done? (laughs) Your cash is mine. Because what? Because he hasn't deleted by 11.45? Oh, yeah. I feel good. Juan Thornhill deleted a tweet. Tyron Matthews delete them all the time. You don't think (laughs) that Justin Reed can be talking to it? You think it's a safety thing that they just all delete tweets? Colt's clapping. He's still watching this World Cup match. Hey. Hey, we need you, bud. We need you, Gold. Spain can't make a PK. Can't make one. That's embarrassing. Why don't they just kick it where the goalie's not going? <laughs> <laughs> just try that. This guy's an unstoppable force, apparently, for the Morocco squad. That's what you should bet on the next round. I don't, I don't know, know about that. I don't know about that. Why not? Why not have faith in your guys? They're not. My guy. You you were clapping. Yeah, you were you're cheering. Clapping, no, no, no. No. I'm cheering you're because clapping, Spain. I'm cheering because Spain's going to get knocked out. If you're clapping, they're your guys. I'm happy because Spain is <laughs> going to. That's my take on it. No, that's everyone's I'm clapping take. because Spain is going to be knocked out. Yeah. You can't clap for people who aren't. What your do you guys. have against Spain? Yeah, uh, Nick picked them, so that's what it is. Oh, I see. So really, it's something against you, Nick, not against Spain. Nobody picked Morocco. <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> nobody turns nobody, out nobody. Somebody should have. Again, look. There was no incentive to choose an underdog. I know. That's yeah. We were just doing straight up bets. There was no. Oh, and now they just sealed it. That's that's it. Oh, he did the waddle too. He did the waddle. They, they, the 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 goal scorer from Morocco did the the waddle that Jalen Waddle does. Do you think he? Do you think that was the the same thing for him, or is it different? Uh, you think he knows about the Jalen Waddle waddle? For I, I don't Dolphins? think so. I imagine he was just doing a silly. The NFL thing. is like, a popular sport. He was doing the waddle. Thinking of wide receivers. Uh, let's talk about the wide receivers here. Not Jalen Waddle. Different wide that's receivers. That's the ones in can the ones in Kansas City. You know, and where they're pacing right now. Kind of interesting because we know yardage wise, Mahomes is setting up for the fifth most passing yards in NFL history. I mean, that's that's the pace that he is on, spreading the ball around. Right now, if they keep on the same pace, Juju Smith Schuster, nine hundred seventy four yards. MVS would be at eight hundred thirty. McColl four twenty. He's been out for on IR for going to be out for a full four weeks. Justin Watson three thirteen. Sky Moore two ninety, and then Travis Kelsey. You know, if we're not talking wide receiver. 1,300 yards, I think, even, even after not having a great game on Sunday, he's still pacing for, for 1,300 yards. Look, I mean, if you actually look at the, the, the pacing numbers, other than MVS is being probably about 100-plus yards more than, than both of us thought, it's not all that crazy of where, where things are pacing for. I mean, like, Juju, I said, was going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. He's been hurt, and he's still pacing for 974. Uh, Sky Moore is the one where we all thought could be around 500. He's only at pacing, pacing for 290. The thing is, MVS is a little higher. Sky Moore is a little lower. 
And I guess I, I'm fine where were Juju's numbers are. The thing is, because I think it'd be easy to be like, well, Juju, you know, when he plays in a game, he does better than that. And that's fair, but also part of the concern about signing Juju Smith-Schuster was he gets hurt. He misses games. And I understand that concussions are different than shoulders and shoulders are different than hamstrings. But if you get hurt, sometimes you just get hurt. And he, over the course of his career, has missed a number of games because of injury. It's not a Sammy Watkins level of injury risk, but it's been there. To me, it's really the question that you would have asked before the season. Is this wide receiver unit good enough to win a Super Bowl? And while they don't blow me out of the water and I'm not like, wow, look at this group go. The answer is yes, because of Travis Kelsey. Because you have a true number one weapon somewhere else on this team, and that guy is Travis Kelsey, if you told me that your second leading receiver had over 900 yards, close to 1,000, your third leading receiver had over 800 yards, and then you were filling it in after that, I don't know how you could look at that and tell me that's not enough. How you could walk into a playoff game and fear you didn't have enough weapons to win a game. We've seen enough this year out of this unit to believe that they're capable of that. We just have. Yeah, no question. This is this is um, the the key and the biggest question that we thought we had this offseason. Really, the bigger question will be: uh, Nick's mic is still on and over there stretching and doing aerobics and making <laughs> Ugh, just why just into the, the microphone in, 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 in the background over there. Um, <laughs> That's worse than me leaving mine off. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you know, we we thought like the huge question, of course, was like what what does his wide receiver core look like without Tyreek Hill? I think really we're going to find it. the biggest question ever with this offense will be in two scenarios, Cody. Not this year, like bigger picture for this franchise will be the day that Reed's not the coach. And the day that Travis Kelsey's not on this offense, that will be the real telltale yeah, sign. Yeah, but I right? still I mean, think like, that you could build a like wide I, receiver I, unit bad enough next year. Like, let's say that Juju doesn't sign here. Not with no. I think you, you just told me. You just told me, and I'm with dude, you. I don't know, as man. Long as, Tony and Sky. And as McCall. long as well, I don't think that's or what they'll. McCall. I don't think that's what they'll roll with. I think they. But I'm saying if they rolled with that, yeah, then yeah. I might have concerns. I, I don't. I think they will have a either through draft or free agency or retaining Juju or something. There, there will be that won't. It won't just be Sky McColl and and uh, Tony. But anyway, I think the big like true question, like can they still make this offense work with Mahomes despite this guy not being there? The real the real one will be whenever Kelsey's not around or when he's not a thousand yard receiver. How do they make how do they make up for that? Do they have other pieces in place at that time? It just still seems so far not away this. from the conversation that we don't even have to entertain it. I still feel great about this offense for this year. I mean, I I understand that doesn't mean that we're not concerned at times about what they're getting from their left tackle, as we were just discussing to start of the hour, but Tony McCall Hartman coming back healthy for the playoff run will be a huge boost in addition suddenly for them. Well, I think we we've can... actually learned here in the last three weeks that McCall Hartman, his role that he does have isn't, is an important one for this offense. I think we've learned that now, not to mention what it is on special teams too, with the punt return. game. You, you just wanted to be able to get to this point of the year and confidently say that the wide receivers were not going to be the reason they lost the Super Bowl. And I, I don't think that that's going to be the case. If they shoot themselves in the foot, at some point during the postseason, I don't think that the lack of wide receiver weapons is going to be the option. Now, Kelsey saves it. I'll admit that. They didn't have Kelsey, and this was the grouping. I don't think they'd be enough. But because as great as Jamar Chase is, or any of the teams, Tyreek Hill, you have that guy. Kelsey is that guy. He just plays tight end, not wide receiver. You have the one guy this year, by the way, literally the only guy, the one guy this year at that position that counts like an elite number one wide receiver. It's only one. It's Travis Kelsey, and he's yours. And yeah, we talked earlier about the offensive tackles. We'll talk more about it later in the show and with Nate Taylor. Despite some of their issues, right? McCormick's been out. 
Yep. Juju Smith-Schuster's missed time. They've had to rely on Justin Watson more than I think they would have liked to probably because of some of these injuries. I, and I appreciate that. I, they I went appreciate for, they're I'm relying sure on Justin Watson. They went to, to Kadarius. Bet. They went to Kadarius Tony, and he's now injured. And they still have the number one scoring offense in the NFL. By the way, I have an offer for you. Yeah, because I've already lost the Justin Watson bet. You and I made a bet in training camp. We're sitting up in St. Joe. We were talking like, what is Justin Watson doing? I think at one point I made the comment, he's going to help them win a game. He did against the Chargers in week two. And then you said, but how many yards? I said, 200. Maybe around 200. So let's do over under 200. I said, I'll take the over. He's at 221. So unless and I was looking good until the wide receiver injuries hurt. I was pacing fine. It was going to be be very close, but it would come down to the last week. The only thing that you can hope for is that somehow there's a random right, right before halftime or something, a bunch of laterals, and he's the guy that gets okay, all so the I've yardage lost. The lost. You've lost the bet. I've it's lost over. the bet. I have so an offer you, for you. Why would I accept any offer? I already won. Hold on. Hold on. I have an offer for Rather than just directly mm. spin the wheel, mm. this is my offer to you. Let me hear this. For the Cody and Gold toy drive on Tuesday, I will dress as Santa for all three hours of the event rather than spin the wheel, but Nick has to dress up like the Nutcracker. Isn't that letting Nick off a little too easy? He's been nutcracker around the holidays at a setting. That makes sense. What does versus- Gold get out of this, by the way? He doesn't have to dress up like Santa. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I did it last year. Yeah, and it's not like it's a humiliating My, thing to do. I appreciate Nick's support here, but I am going to mention, like, I think letting Nick wear the nutcracker costume around the holidays is too easy. <laughs> you think it's funny I to had, let him wear it in I July? Had wear, I had to wear it in, like, March or whatever it was. <laughs> I had to wear it at, in March. It's for the kids. I think, the statue, I think it, fits, it fits around It's December. for the kids. I think the statute of limitations runs out at some point. I don't know if that costume's around. Wait, you don't? You didn't find I it in the trunk? parts of it's in the trunk. I don't know if all of it's in the trunk. <laughs> I'm gonna be like just a half nutcracker. <laughs> Do you not want to be? You just have the vest. I don't care. You just have the vest part, care. and you have to go I shirtless. Think, I think for the kids, shirtless and the people are gonna come by. I don't think that's for the kids going. No, and people it's are not. gonna. That's people, why I don't do it at that event. People are gonna donate toys to the Boys and Girls Club for us. We're asking people to come bring toys next Tuesday. That's right. Starting at four o'clock to Jefferson's in North Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice this year if we had both Santa and a nutcracker. So, and I'm okay. offering to relieve okay. myself of this bet and spin the wheel. Okay. That instead of having to switch duties, I thinking. will be Santa for the full three hours. So you really enjoy wearing the Santa costume? No, I'm trying to. So ha- I was offering. Is. So here's my dilemma. You want to know my dilemma here? With ex- so I already won the bet, but letting letting this compromise come into to reality. Here's my issue. One, I think the way you're talking about it, you really want to be Santa. No, and I don't. If you so, want to be Santa so for all three hours on Tuesday, so go ahead. Well, it wouldn't be all three. We did, we rotate for an hour. So I and Bink already offered as well to help out. So I I feel like I'm I'm making this too easy. You would you would happily be Santa for three hours. That's the first part that has me suspicious. Well, the second part is I don't. The Nick part should have no equation in this because I still think the Nutcracker costume being worn around the holidays is not that much of a punishment. Like, oh, okay, he's the Nutcracker. Oh, but Nick's sense. trying to make it sound like when 2023 kicks over, he doesn't have to wear the Nutcracker costume anymore. That, like, who's somehow we... When that? did I say that? He said that? a statute of limitations. No, I asked. asked. Uh, I asked if there's a statute of limitations. Okay. Hmm. Yep, yeah, you can be Santa the whole time. Whole night. And Nick is the Nutcracker? Yep, you're the Santa. And I think we got to get this here, Nutcracker thing out of the way. That's the here, other part here, of it. Here's the thing. That's the deal right here. I don't you an hour and a half in. I don't like if, even if Nick offers to wear it, you have to say no. You are you are for three hours. I am saying and he's a nutcracker for the three hours. Well, the nutcracker thing we can figure out, but like you for three hours will wear the Santa costume. Nobody else has to mess with that. I can just drink beer yes. and and eat food. 
You don't have to take photos with kids. You can. I'll still take photos if people want photos. Just not so in Santa gold costume, just go. Know? So basically, alternate headline is gold showing up to a local toy drive to get drunk, <laughs> to get blasted on Michelob Ultra, and Nick will do the same thing because you don't have to wear the Santa. Nick is the real winner here. What are you talking about? He doesn't even. That's have why to... you should make him wear the Nutcracker costume. Well, that we're still going to determine. I'm going to go make sure Santa's I have the helper. Cost. I'm going to make. I'm going to. <laughs> no, <laughs> so well, much. Yeah, so that I, makes it so much better. It made him so uh, uncomfortable when I said it that way. Oh man, um, I have to see if I have the costume still. That's why we can't deter. But you're, you're part okay. Deal. You keep saying you're going to check your truck. I know. Well, it's cold. Out. It's cold. I don't that want to tells me it's not there. That tells I me just, it's hundred percent not there. I think parts of it are. <laughs> Why would you ever separate them? They have been you know? He's just wearing the pants around the house one time. <laughs> they were kind of comfortable. I, I just don't even remember. I honestly, that when that night was over, I threw, I, I think I threw the threw costume in the, trunk. in the trunk and that was it. Okay. Well, let's, let's agree because it's not that cold today, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. let's agree to look in the trunk. <laughs> okay. Did you even wear a full coat? Today? Yeah. I, I mean, a normal coat, a full coat. No, I don't know if you wore a coat. If you yeah, just jacket. like wore this. Oh no, no. just a uh, just a like today. I didn't put a jacket on. I just wore this hoodie. Yeah, uh, that good enough. Yeah, you're supporting Colorado. You had, you told me you said I had to choose an allegiance. I, I think you, you said I had to choose. Good decision. Good and decision. I have I have chosen Colorado. I think it's my timely and smart. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending in the tweet that's still up that probably never should have been sent from one Chiefs player. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio.